Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes. Download episodes of previous shows. Welcome to the podcast. Introducing Peacock, the new free streaming service from NBC Universal. It's hit movies, current shows, live sports, trending bits, and timeless hits. And that's why you can't not watch. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Law and Order SVU streaming now. When it comes to dating, Seattle is pretty tough. I'm Carly. I'm 33. I live in the city. And I'm a Pacific Northwest local, and these are my dating stories. I wanted to share these stories because I know I'm not the only one who says, What the fuck was that? Hey guys, we are back for another episode. We are still recording in the pandemic. Um, so we are all on our, you know, we are on a Zoom meeting and we're all in our, our homes. So I'm in Seattle, I'm in Queen Anne in my living room. So start with the audio. <laughs> if it's not great, uh, Mark, where are you at? Uh, I'm recording from the North Pole, uh, which is Everett. <laughs> but my friends give me a lot of shit for being North. So I'm at home with uh, the wife and the baby, just making my way through it like everybody else. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I cannot... Yeah, being home and like a new job, and then your wife just went back to work, and then yeah, Bexel or the baby—I said his name—but he's <laughs> he's only a few months old now, so I'm sure that has been a whirlwind. Yeah, it's past my bedtime here at seven forty-seven, so we gotta <laughs> oh we gotta make this quick. Okay, well, thanks for being here. Uh, and the focus of this episode, so we have brought on our friend Kay. Kay, I have known since my freshman year of college. We went to Western together. But really, I wouldn't say Kay. We wouldn't, really didn't really become good friends, really until after college. I would, uh, And then Mark came in later. So, you know, it's been a, what, 15-year friendship, I guess you could say? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean... I mean, I still knew knew you pretty decently in college, but yeah, I'd say yeah. we didn't become much closer until after college. Yeah, and and I think one thing that you and I have always related on and we always debate on is dating um, because you, like myself, were always kind of the single ones in the group. Um, and when we have like different stories, you throw an opinion that is hundred percent the other opposite way of what I would uh, judge a situation. And so it just having those like debates and whether it's talking about like astrology or like activities or, or whatever, we're just so opposite. And I know we can act very sibling like. Um, so I just felt like, you know, as a single man, it'd be great to have you on and just, you know, talk about different perspective. Cause obviously I know there's a lot of single guys on here too. So, and you, I know you've been dating during the pandemic. Um, so I think that's kind of focus of this episode is to, you know, obviously you want to learn a little bit more about you and your kind of history, but then 
yeah, how have you been dating in COVID? What's been your style? What do you like, what you don't like? And we can kind of go on from there. Yeah. So, so my Thanks first question me. is, yeah, sorry, I jumped too quick. That was my fault. I'm working on those <laughs> skills. <laughs> it's interrupting. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for coming on and agreeing to do this. Um, but yeah, first question, can you just give us a little bit of background of kind of who you are and maybe like what you like to do? Yeah, so uh, I am an Asian American male, um, Japanese to be specific. Uh, I grew up here in in the Seattle area pretty much my entire life, and um, yeah, I'm th- in my mid thirties now. Wow, I'm super old yeah, now, that <laughs> now that I say that. Um, yeah, and as far as like the kind of person I am, I'm a pretty laid back and like go with the flow type of person. I'm what you would consider a nerd. Um, you know, I, I, I would not I, consider a nerd being go with the flow. <laughs> there are a lot of go with the flow nerds. Um, I'm talking about in terms of my, uh, hobbies and interests and passions, you know, I'm very much into video games, movies, um, you know, but I also love sports, baseball in particular and football, uh, snowboarding. I enjoy Um, but yeah, you know, and then I do, I haven't really done as much of this lately, but I still do enjoy the occasional baking adventures as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you're definitely pretty well-rounded. You have a lot of different skill sets, um, which I appreciate. Um, and yeah, you're always like willing to kind of do whatever, like you're up for anything. So I think that's what makes you an easy friend. Like you said, you go with the flow and you're always up to hang out and you're always just so supportive. I know Mark can, you know, agree yeah, yeah, Kay's being modest here. He's easily one of the most genuine people I know. He's always uh, there to listen. You're so incredibly knowledgeable. I feel like whatever topic comes up, you know more than I do. <laughs> and um, I, I always appreciate time we get together and conversations we get to have. But uh, you left out that you have a podcast of your own, right? Tell Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess a little bit plug. I, I, I have two podcasts now. Um so I have one that's focused on movies that I do with my friend Sophia. It's called Popcorn Score. We kind of watch movies and, and talk about them and review them. That one's been a bit dormant as of late because of the pandemic. There just haven't been too many good movies or new movies out. Um, and then I, I, during the pandemic, because of that void, I started a new one just by myself um, called the Sunny Go One Piece podcast, which is a podcast just dedicated to an anime series that I really like called One Piece, which is focuses around pirates and whatnot. But yeah, so check those out if you're interested. I love it. We will we'll put those in our Instagram story and we'll definitely, you know, share those so that you can get a little, you know, because we have millions of followers. So make sure you yeah. get some of those. I could always use the new audience. <laughs> Yeah. So my first question is, because I think most people want to learn a little bit more about you. We love that we've heard your hobbies and what you like to do. Um, So what is your dating history? Let's kind of start from there first to get a little background. And then we'll talk about kind of what your experience has been with the pandemic and dating. Yeah. I mean, my dating history is pretty short in terms of length because I, during high school and like even in college, I didn't really date that much just because well, I was a nerd and I was far more overweight back then. So I, you know, I was much more shyer, much more introverted. Um, and I, you know, overall just, it was harder to talk to girls for me. 
uh, and even to this day, I'm still sort of working on, on all of that. So I didn't really start seriously dating probably until I was around 23 or 24. So after I had left college. Um, and then, yeah, I've been in, I've been in one long, more long-term serious relationship that kind of ended poorly and was a very complicated situation. Um, but before that, I've had varying smaller relationships that lasted between like maybe a month and like three or four months. I've probably had about two of those. And then just a bunch of like first, first dates, um, all, you know, smattered all over the past like 10 years or so. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's, uh, and, and I've had to take breaks because, you know, obviously online dating and just dating in general is very, it's very tough. Um, and it's a lot of rejection too. So, Sometimes, you uh, you know, I've, I've taken breaks as long as like six or seven months where I just like said, okay, you know what, I'm going to take a break and just recharge my batteries and then put myself back out there again. So that's been kind of where it's been. And then specifically during the pandemic, um, you know, I probably, it's interesting because I feel like ever since the pandemic started, I've been matching more often because I think there are more people who are just bored and like... <laughs> who don't have much to do. And so they, they start dating profiles. And then I think they're just on the apps more often. And I feel like I've been getting more matches, probably like a 50% increase, I feel like. And so it's been pretty interesting. And yeah, I probably, let me think, I think I've been on at least like eight or nine first dates. So I've met with like eight or nine different, different girls throughout this year, I would say. So pre-pan, so you're using apps right now. I'd be interested to know what apps you're using because I am like, my relationships are post-app. I've literally never downloaded or used an app. So that ages me a little bit. But before the pandemic, how were you meeting people? And now like what apps are you using? So, yeah, I think, um, I mean, before I would do a combination of the two, you know, like I would if I saw someone that I was interested in, I would definitely like go up to them and talk to them, or at least I'd try. There were plenty of times where I chicken out. Um, (laughs) You know, I would see someone and be like, okay, I'm going to go talk to her. And then I don't. Um, But then there, the other times, you know, I would use apps. The, The ones that I probably use the most often are Hinge, which I feel like I get the most success with. And then the other one I use is coffee meets bagel. Um, The reason why I like those two is because there's a a set limit and it's a pretty small limit to how many likes you can do on both. And so it's like something that doesn't necessarily keep my mind preoccupied with dating. So it's like, okay, I'll just swipe through and get, get my likes out of the way. It's almost like a routine, (laughs) um, get those out of the way and then just go on with the rest of my day. And if I do match, then, then great. If not, then, oh, well, I, you know, I just move on with the rest of my day. Whereas like OkCupid and like Tinder is just not my thing. I, I know a lot of people have success with Tinder, but I just never really enjoyed that. And even the matches that I did get on that site, I just didn't really like. So I've stopped using that pretty much ever since its inception. And then, yeah, OkCupid is is all right. <laughs> so one, one more question, because I'm intrigued. I don't I don't envision you as like a pickup line guy, but you talked about like, going up to girls, striking up conversations, right? What's, what's your opener in that situation? Yeah. I mean, and I'm not like a 
pickup guy or anything like that. I'm very much just a normal person. But, you know, I would try and find ways to just talk to them normally. Um, like if, if it's in a coffee shop, if they're like reading a book or something, I would ask them about the book. Or if I'm standing in line, I'll ask them a question about something. Um, you know, like, what do you think about this? Is it, is it good? Like, have you tried this on the menu? Like, what do you recommend? Like, have you been here very often? Like, we're you know, at Starbucks. Stuff like that. <laughs> well, not at Starbucks. I mean, at Starbucks, if I ask somebody about the menu, I'm going to look like an idiot. <laughs> um, but, you know, it just, just things that would hopefully naturally, like, create conversation instead of, like, using a pickup line. Mm-hmm. I mean, pickup lines can be okay sometimes, but you have to use them in a, in sort of an, iron, an ironic way, like use them as the, as the fact that you're trying to be like silly. Cause mm-hmm. I've never once been, I mean, I don't use them very often, but I don't think I, I've ever had that successfully work if I use that normally. And one, I can't really use those. Like I'm not good looking enough to be, to pull that <laughs> off anyways. So <laughs> I don't even bother with it. Oh my gosh. I don't think I see the anti-dudes good looking. I think it's just the vibe, like it's the tone somebody throws out. I think that's when you know it's douchey or if it's genuine. And it's a Mark's point, like you're just a very genuine person. So that's why you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, that that's true too. Like I just can't seem to like talk in a way where I just don't actually feel it. Like if, if I'm <laughs> if I know I'm lying, like I just don't really like keep the conversation going. Cause it just feels awkward to me. Yeah. So, Carly, do pickup lines work on you? Like, what's, what's like funny, the best and worst pickup line you've had? See, I don't know if I've really had any. Like, I don't think that I, nothing really stands out in my head enough right now that was good enough, I guess. But if it's like funny or silly, like, yeah, I'll totally play along. Like you said, if it's like I know they're being ironic, then yeah, I'll totally fall for it and start chatting with them. But I mean, I don't have too many douchey guys that have gone up to me, luckily. But I know who was it? I think other Carly, somebody just said, Oh, I like your earrings. And like, and that was the line that got her. <laughs> like, it's not even really a line. I mean, it kind of was because what guys really like look at earrings um, that are. Well, there, I mean, there, I mean, maybe not specifically for earrings, but there are times where I think, like, wow, that looks really good. Like, the, yes no i like agree whatever. it's like clothing or whatever but earrings just is the funny <laughs> just a little more out there but no i haven't really had any pickup lines but i know other people has like have like i think i mean yeah i think melissa got a she got somebody's business card that his friends made um and he works at red robin <laughs> i think it's that or <laughs> Something silly. So, yeah, I don't know. I think you're funny. But I'm like you. I don't really go to many people. I get kind of shy. That's why online dating was my thing. Um, Because I feel like you can kind of share personalities a little bit more through there. Whereas, like, I'm more awkward, (laughs) like, coming up. Unless I know we're already going to be friends, then I'm totally myself and I'm good. Um, But I don't have any game either. But I'd love to. So, okay. So, going into, you know, obviously. Okay. So, on a normal non-pandemic date, what is a typical date that you would take somebody on? First first time meeting up with them. Uh, I generally try and lean towards like coffee dates or like park like park dates. 
you know, something to do. Yeah. Something to do outside. Um, just because I used to, I used to do a little bit more like in-depth dates, like whether it be like lunch dates or like meal dates for Mm -hmm. first dates, but it got to the point where it's just a too expensive Right. And B, it was just like investing that much in somebody you're only going to see once was getting a little bit too, um, I don't want to say stressful, but it was just, it was disheartening, I guess. Like It was like kind of taking the fun out of it. Like it was straining it. Yeah. There's, more time management, I guess. I got to ask, and I genuinely don't know the answer to this, even though we know each other. And I'm hoping we can give Carly some shit with your answer here. Uh <laughs> Give me your thoughts on uh, the guy paying on the first date. Is that something you feel like you're obligated to do? Is that something you're always offering to do? Is there pressure to do that? I would say yes to all of those, at least from my perspective. Yeah, I, I always offer and I almost always end up do paying. Um. And it is, it is, yeah, there is a bit of like social pressure and stigma behind that. Like, I feel like I have to do that. Um, and most of the time I don't mind. Uh, but yeah, it's like, the, and but that's also why I choose to do cheaper dates that went on first dates now. Um, totally. Because it, it, it was getting really expensive when I thought about it. Um, and it was, and it was fine when, you know, it was fine earlier on when I had a lot more disposable income but uh yeah ever since I returned to school and then now that I have a new job and I'm making a little bit less than what I what I used to make um yeah it's been a lot more I've been more conscious about like how I spend my money how I save it um and all of that so yeah I think there is an element of just social pressure to do that I feel like Hey, Mark, well, you, you changed answer. my mind. I mean, yeah, Kay's like the ultimate, I feel like, n- you know, good guy on a first date. But yeah, I also lunches and, and dinners. That just makes me more stressed out. And then I get more awkward. So that's why like, I just do drinks um, because it's easy. But I know, Mark, like you had a question for Kay when we were talking about beforehand. Yeah, so... Okay, one thing that I do know about you is that you don't drink alcohol, right? And I would say for me, in my dating history, alcohol was definitely a crutch. And in uncomfortable social situations, whether it's a date or not, alcohol is something you can lean on to to lower some inhibitions and just um, maybe break down some of the walls that you might create for yourself. Since you don't drink what's what's the experience do you have something that puts you more at ease or how do you navigate that yeah that's a good question and it's a question that I get often and the answer is is that I've just learned to deal with it um so you know for those um, well obviously the audience doesn't know but I can't drink because I um my body just can't process the alcohol and so I just immediately get sick when I drink it and yeah, I've pretty much known this ever since I turned 21 and, uh, that my 21 run was a disaster cause yeah, it did not end well. Um, but yeah, I think for me, I've just sort of learned to accept it and it's actually helped me in a lot of ways, just accepting the fact that I can't drink. And so I don't necessarily get nervous when it comes to 
social situations because I've kind of trained myself not to rely on something like that. And I've learned other strategies to deal with that. And the main way I, I deal with that is the fact that I just think to myself, what's the alternative? Like what, like, okay, I can't drink, but what, what can I do to make the situation better? And I always just see how I can make this situation more fun for me and for the other people that are around me. And so I've just learned to build up a, what should we call it? Like a, like a social um, barrier, I guess, in terms of like being embarrassed about stuff or anything. I've just kind of like, what, whatever, like who cares if I embarrass myself? It's, it's just, it's not going to kill me. Um, and so that's why I've kind of just learned to, to go out and be with my friends or go on dates um, without alcohol and just have fun because it's like, if I embarrass myself, who cares? Like everybody's going to forget it by the next day anyway. So I just kind of just keep going on. And so, yeah. And for me, it's, it's always nice because one of the big things is like, I can go out and, and like go dancing or sing karaoke in a bar and never be embarrassed about it because I just enjoy it for what it is. And if I make myself look like an idiot, it's like, again, everybody else is so preoccupied with their, with their selves and their image that I'm just like, well, no one probably cares about me and how stupid I look. God, that's look such a great perspective too. And again, an example how genuine you are. And one of the reasons I love you because Carly and I could really use a, a whiskey sponsor for the show because both of us are, <laughs> are drinking right now, right? So uh, I really appreciate that about you because I'm the guy who needs a drink to sing karaoke. I'm the guy who needs a drink to get on the dance floor, even with my wife, right? Like I just <laughs> <laughs> have a little trouble like, honestly like not worrying about how other people are looking at me sometimes right so I love mm -hmm. that's just such a different level of maturity that I still haven't found <laughs> right so I mean I mean there's nothing wrong with that though I think you know if you drink responsibly and and you have fun there's nothing wrong with alcohol it's just that and the thing is is like if I could drink alcohol I would probably be more similar to your level it's just it's just that I've had to adapt out of necessity and develop these skills in addition to what normal people wouldn't have to do. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I it's just like, kind of built that of necessity. And I feel like you like kind of, because since our energy is starting to build up when we have a couple drinks, I feel like your energy then still picks up with us anyways. So it's like, unless, you know, it goes too far, then you're like, okay, guys, I'm leaving. <laughs> like the, I, that point I know has happened a few times, but usually for 75% of it, you're like, it's the same you know, energy level of fun. So it's like, not like you're some stick in the mud that's like hanging <laughs> out on the side. So I think that's why I don't ever really, no one really like notices like who's drinking and who's not. And also our group's just not, we're good. At, I feel like we're good at, like we don't pressure each other either. Like if people don't feel like drinking, like whatever, like that's totally fine. Um, but I'd love to move more towards like pandemic dating. So you said you've gone eight dates. So I only went on two I went on a Zoom. No, I went on three. I went on a Zoom date when it was like thick in the thick of it, like spring of 2020. I went on two Zoom dates. I kind of loved it. I never really talked about it, but I kind of loved it because I could set my lighting. I could still wear like my hoodie with my or my sweatshirt, like my crew neck, but my hair is like down. And I'm just sitting on the floor and 
the one that's awkward is there's no there's no noise, which I like going into like when I would go on dates, like to be in a bar or where it's like a little bit noisy. So I feel like it takes off the pressure. So that's something I noticed was like it's dead quiet. Like I can't go look at something. Oh hey, go look at that. So it is more like a focused kind of interview date. And it did go well, the first one. And the second one was pretty well, too. And then we did meet it in person. And I just wasn't feeling it, which was fine. And I actually asked him to come on the podcast. But he said no, which really sucked. Um, Wait, so I was, you, you asked somebody that you had dated but didn't want to date further to come on the podcast? Yes, I did. But I ended in a nice way. I wasn't, I because, you know, I'm not somebody to ghost. I, I guess, in my opinion, I didn't think it was a big deal because I'm like, you know, I'm just not feeling the chemistry. I think you're a super great guy, but I just like don't feel it. And he said he agreed like as well. So I think that's why I felt like, well, I can ask you. And then I told him and he wasn't you know, upset about it. But then I feel like I couldn't talk about it really as much, which I guess I am anyways, because <laughs> then he said no. Um, but I guess that's because of his past because he was like divorced. Um and then the other dates that I went, met with one guy in person in Queen Anne and we like stood six feet apart. That ended pretty badly because he was like trying to one up me on like what he was. It was just like a weird, just weird circumstance. And the, the third one we did meet when we could do outside dining when that started. And that actually went really well. And I actually was excited to hang out with him again. But then he told me he reconnected with some other girl. And he wanted to see her. It was just like bad timing, you know, mm. for him and I. But but yeah, so I kind of the Zoom thing. And then I had met out. But it's like. Where can you find unfiltered, entertaining financial advice? All worth money matters. Because it's not your typical money show. This podcast answers your calls about investing and retirement. And breaks down what the headlines mean for your 401k. Money Matters is a must listen. And helps you think about your finances in a new way. Listen to Allworth's Money Matters wherever you find your podcasts. The second one, masks weren't a thing yet. No one was really wearing masks yet. They were just like keeping their distance. Um, so I'm curious, you know, and do you have any funny stories? Because I always, you know, like a little humor, embarrassing embarrassment, whether it's <laughs> yours or mine or the other person that we don't know. I don't I mean, know like if that. I have any funny or embarrassing stories, but or I have awkward. a really... I really, well, not, I don't know if it's interesting, but to me, it's kind of interesting. So I was actually dating this girl literally like as the news of the COVID was starting was like, I think in early February and we had gone on a couple dates and then I think this was our third or second date. I can't remember, but we went to Mox cafe where they have the, like where you can sit down and eat and play board games. Um, and that was literally the last day before Governor Inslee here in Washington State um, had declared the lockdown. And so I that was literally the day before he locked everything down uh, here in Washington State. And it was just kind of interesting to, to think that this was like the last normal date that I would go on. <laughs> and um, And we did try to do one more virtual date, but I think just being virtual after that was just a little difficult and we just I don't know we just couldn't really connect um so that one kind of fizzled out probably the more fun dates so there were two two girls that I had met 
Um, our first initial dates were just, you know, the, the typical Zoom question and answer type of, of like interview. Of yeah, you just kind of <laughs> get to know each other. But we went on a couple more dates. And these two girls were also gamers as well. And they had Nintendo Switches. And one of them was a really big Mario Kart fan. And, uh, you know, I, I like Mario Kart too, but I, I haven't really played it too seriously in a while. And so she wanted to play. And so we played against each other. And then I think another date, we actually joined her friends and we played like in a big group online. And yeah, it was fun. Although she is, in, she was insanely good. Like, I don't think I ever once beat her. Um <laughs> And so that was really fun to to sort of um, just chat online and then play play Mario Kart together. And probably one of my favorite instances of dating was this other girl that I had met. And this was, I think, our second or third date as well. We um, we played Animal Crossing. So Animal Crossing, if for those who don't know, is is sort of like a a virtual animal sims type game where you create your own little society and in the game there's this museum that that you can actually um, fill up with animals and little creatures you catch on your island and we both logged into each other's islands and then we could like tour the museum as if we were on a museum date but we were doing (laughs) it in the game oh my gosh yeah it was really it was really cute like I took screenshots of it because it was really cute to be quite honest like just seeing our little avatars running around the museum and just like looking at each other and like you could actually do like little animations like waving animations and like happy dancing animations and so it it was really it was a really fun like way to do a virtual date playing playing animal crossing and doing this like sort of museum walkabout date that is so funny i feel like have you looked into that and read it like i feel like that's something that would really like kick off like during the pandemic like do you know anybody else who's done anything like that yeah I think I remember reading a story on reddit about two people that met playing animal crossing and they actually ended up getting engaged um because of it wow have you thought about like trying to make some money off of this (laughs) like I feel like this is a a million dollar idea for all the the gamers out there during the pandemic I mean that is me. <laughs> Trademark, copyright. <laughs> I don't know how you'd monetize that, though, I guess. Like, I guess you could, I could create a website that would, like, I feel like it's its own people. dating app or something. Yeah, it's like its own dating app. And it's like, what would you show in the profile? It's like, oh, I create a museum or a garden or I don't know. Obviously, you know, more. I don't know anything about Animal Crossing, but <laughs> I don't have any video games at all. Yeah. But. Yeah. So those those two dates were really a fun like virtual date um cuz I honestly don't think that that would have happened had it not been the pandemic cuz you know I w- we would both be pushing for more in-person dates. Um and so those were really fun. And a lot of the other ones were just Zoom, strictly Zoom dates. They never really went beyond the in-person dating, but a handful of times I did get to a point where we, after like maybe three to four Zoom dates, we would actually say, yeah, there's actually some something going on here. You know, we'd like to at least meet up. And so I think the first one we ended up um, just sort of at a coffee shop where you could sit, still sit outside. And this was still during the summer, so it was actually warm. Mm-hmm. And right now we're recording in February where it's like snowy. Well, the snow is gone now, but... Um, 
it was, yeah, it was, it was nice. And then we went on another date where we would play a couple board games out in a park. You know, we would just sit in a park and uh, play board games. And, and I think at this point, the restrictions had lightened up a little bit again. And so you, there was outdoor seating. And I think we, we also ended up having dinner. That one, you know, was just, again, it was just more of a chemistry thing. And so we decided to end that. And then most recently, it was kind of a similar situation. We went on like four or five um, Zoom dates. Actually, we went on a lot of Zoom dates now that I think about it. More like six or seven. We had a oh variety of, yeah, it was, we had a variety of, you know, dates. We did like the, just your normal question and answer type things. We did like watch parties where we would watch the same movies or TV shows together and just sort of like talk, talk to each other through, through Zoom. And then we did eventually actually um, meet up and we got like brunch. And this, again, this was like, we went to brunch and this was like, again, right the day before Inslee did his second lockdown. So I <laughs> literally had dates on the, the eve of, of both lockdowns. And so it's kind of interesting to, to, to think about that. And yeah, this one, uh, this one kind of got a little bit more serious to the point where we felt comfortable going to each other's places. So we actually did get to hang out in person quite often, um, you know, at, at each other's places. And that was really nice too. But again, it was really hard to like find fun stuff to do without mm-hmm. being able to go out, you know, because there are, there, there's a lot of cool things that I would love to do with another person, but it's just, Right. You just can't do them. And so you're just strictly inside and you got movies, you got TV shows, board games, puzzles, you know, the like. Oh, yeah. So you're you're rooting now that we've kind of loosened restrictions again, you're actually rooting for another lockdown so you can get in a, another good date that leads into another relationship. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Not necessarily, <laughs> no. Yeah, I think, and I don't know, there is... One thing that I, I really noticed about me is that a I'm particularly picky, like for better or worse, like when it comes to relationships, not in terms of like picky in like very superficial ways, but just in terms of like how that how they make me feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really I don't know. I just have a really hard time finding that that like feeling. It's very difficult. I think that's important though. Like that you're not faking it. You're not pretending to have a feeling. Um, yeah, because I feel like some people really stand out and you're like, holy shit, there's so much chemistry here. And other people, you're like, I wish I liked this person, but you can't force it, right? Like, and you go on several dates hoping something will spark sometimes. And you're like, nope, that's just not, I'm just wasting their time and my time and we should just end it. Um, I was going to ask you something else now my mind is blanking oh for some reason I was thinking because yeah I agree just in general it's it's harder to find things you'd be more creative where it's like with my friends uh, girlfriends I'm supposed to be dressing up like Bob Ross and to pretend I'm Bob and get a little drunk and do a little painting class <laughs> for some friends and I'm like it almost th- goes back I'm like it's almost like a pioneer farm so it's like okay what did they do back then like how could we be creative without needing I don't know like yeah all these settings in the city so 
I'm sure there's some website with like ideas. I'm sure there's a few. Oh, I'm but, sure. What but, seems so hard to me about this is like, I would say very rarely did any of my past relationships start with that immediate spark. Like mm. they stemmed from somewhat of a friendship or somewhat of a, a forced interaction, whether it came from somebody I dated from work, right. Or somebody who was part of a friend group that, um, through just being together consistently feelings developed. Right. And I think that's, that's gotta be so hard during this time. Right. Because it's all, it's, it's kind of a, Hey, here, here's a couple of zoom dates and either we're all in and we're going to try to push through this and force it a little bit, or we're going to decide it doesn't work and cut bait and either take a break or go on to something else. Right. That's just seems so challenging to me. Yeah, that is definitely a difficult aspect of it. And I think I find it particularly hard because I know what that spark feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I don't know, I, I may, I may have been like ruined by, by some of my past relationship, you know, you know, experiences, but it's just, yeah, I know what that spark feels like. I know what it feels like when you meet someone and you instantly like connect with them. And like, I also know what it's like to be like super in love and have that person love you back. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like I'm chase. I've been chasing that feeling for a while now and it's mm-hmm. just really hard to find. And when you do find it, sometimes it just doesn't, it's just can't work. Like there mm-hmm. are other things that prevent that from happening. Um, and in that regard, I've been kind of unlucky, uh, I will say, you know, from a very subjective point of view. But yeah, I I think for me, I recognize that spark so well. And I know myself so well because, I don't know, I'm, I seem to like dwell on my own introspectiveness way too much to almost a detriment. But I know myself way too well to know that yeah, I don't want to waste this person's time because I know I'm not feeling that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it yeah, is I interesting mean, in marketing you say that. Just the, yeah, it's like, that's like you don't know when to cut it off. And sometimes I, you're hanging on and you're like, how many dates do I give this person? Because I've never dated somebody who is like a friend consistently and then all of a sudden it switched. Yeah, and it sounds like the difference between Kay and Carly is Kay, like the bar set high based on past experience, right? Are you saying you, mine's low? Well, <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> what? Let, 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 let me get there. Okay, let, your bar seems high, but Carly, let, Jesus. Let me, let me round this thought out. Let me round it out. Yeah, yeah, but, let's see what okay, you do. <laughs> based on like actually like experiencing love and being in long-term relationships and like knowing what that feeling is, like that's what you're chasing. And, and to me, it just sounds like you're not willing to put up with the bullshit if you recognize that it's not there. Carly, you don't have a history like that. You, mm-hmm. have, you haven't experienced a lot of love. And so maybe the bar isn't as high for you and you're more at ease at, you know, spending a little bit more time trying to develop it and figure out mm-hmm. um, what kind of chemistry you're looking for. And those are two like very different places to come from um, I would guess in, you know, going into that first date, second date experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kay's looking for something and if it's there, he knows it's there. And if it's not, it, it might not be something that you want to spend as much time trying to, uh, 
see if it's going to develop, especially in these really challenging lockdown times where Carly, you're like, shit, let's, let's just roll the dice and, and see if this happens. And, and that's not to say that you don't know what you're looking for and you wouldn't recognize the, the spark if it was there. But at the same time, uh, you're not walking away from a first date saying, I, this person doesn't make me feel like the way the best relationship I had did. Right. right? So, um, right. Yeah, I mean, so looking for like, yeah, a little bit of a, a spark and yeah, just like common interests and kind of, and I guess that's the hard part, right? Is you don't, and this is what I have to learn is, is you don't, it's, and I don't know if it's easier for guys, probably the same where you're like, you want to say first date what you're looking for, but it's like that can scare people away so fast. And some people, they're on the same page, but it's like finding those gems that are also comfortable talking about it is so hard and so it's like playing that that game so like with that and I'm curious Kay and I know we want to wrap up fairly soon uh what are your frustrations with women (laughs) what advice what are your frustrations and then what advice would you want to give them in terms of you know dating you or just like dating men that you've noticed like a pattern well, I mean, most of my frustration is, I'll, I'll say this. So like for one thing, when it comes to online dating, I think some of the profiles are just bad. They're just so <laughs> bad. I, I could nitpick so many online profiles, like profiles that have pictures where you can't even see their face. They're... <laughs> Or, or, but what and, if it's an active one? Like, this is the thing that we've debated about. Is what if they're, like, skiing down a mountain? And you're, I think most people take that as, like, oh, they ski, they're adventurous. And you're, like, nope, didn't show their face. They're out. Well, I mean, one, they have multiple photos, too, obviously. not. People. Yeah, I mean, one picture like that is fine to show that you like skiing and that's a big part of your life. That's fine. But it's, like, if one picture is of you in ski gear, another one's picture is like a long distance picture of you hiking. Another one is like your back as you're climbing a mountain. It's like, what am I looking at here? Like, I get you're really Sorry, active. I add. <laughs> yeah, I get you're very active, but I don't know what you look like. And yeah. as shallow as that sounds as a guy, like we looks do matter. And so like, we want to see what your face looks like. So for that girl, are you going to swipe left? Because guys do that too. And I, my theory is that person is not, is just dipping their toes in. They don't want to share their face yet because they're still like not sure maybe about it. And they, they, and from their point of view, it's like they want a genuine connection. This is what I've had conversations with other guys. It's like they want a genuine connection and they don't want to be all on their looks. Uh, and so they want people just to like what they do and then build it from there. So it's funny you say that because I've had the opposite conversation with guys. Where, like that's why they have not shared their full photo. Um, is like that's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, I that's something I hadn't considered. And yeah, I, I mean, I would say you sort of changed my mind, but at the wow. same time, that's first time <laughs> has ever happened. <laughs> I mean, that's a very legitimate concern. I, I see. I see that. I see that now, and that's not something that I've ever had to to worry about. Um, but yeah, I think for me, it's not an automatic like no. Uh, when I see that, I'll still read their profile, and if there's something mm-hmm. that actually catches my eye, I'll still, I'll still say yes sometimes. Right. Um, but I'm less inclined to like. It's definitely like 
lowers them on the scale. Yeah, no, I get it. And I, I mean, and I do, I don't like fully disagree. It's like, yeah, it kind of depends on what they write. And then also the other part I think about is like, okay, they want more genuine too, but then you're like, but I'm putting myself out there. So are they not willing to actually give me a full chance or are they going to be half in for a very long time? So there's kind of that. Yeah. Uh, what's the word? Not spectrum, but there's that, you know, what the word am I trying to say side of it as well. But um, yeah, but profile. So I get that. Uh, and then Mark, Ray asked a dating question. Yeah. Well, anything? So okay. I have one more thing and, yeah. and outside of, outside of online dating, I think the biggest frustration is just communication. Um, I think is, is a big thing. And to varying degrees, I've experienced people who are very, you know, very responsive. And I personally am very responsive, like to, to an almost like a, a obsessive level. Like I almost never leave a text on read or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, and I don't expect that level from anybody, even my friends, like even my closest friends or anything like that. But I think when you're like waiting an entire day or even a couple days to respond, that is a, is a really frustrating thing. Cause w- in a, in a 24 hour period, how do you never have a chance to look at your phone and just respond? Like, even if you can't actually have a conversation, just say, Hey, I'm busy today. I'll talk to you later or something like that. Cause like at some point you're going to be on the toilet and you're going to pull your phone out. Everybody does it <laughs> like, or you're going to be in line somewhere and everybody right. pulls their phone out, whether it be at the grocery store, at the coffee shop or whatnot. And so it's like, why does it take over a day to yeah. respond to a, a text or a communication? And it's just like, yeah, yeah. you know, I would like some form of like consistent communication um, with that. And I think that's a reasonable expectation that, you know, if that's not met kind of frustrates me. Yeah. And I don't think it's a gender thing. I think that's just like a person thing. Yeah. Some that's, people are, that's a people thing. People not thing. A, that's a people problem. <laughs> but it is, it is a very constant issue, I think, in, in dating. Yeah. Mark ignores me all the time, but we're not dating and we're good friends. <laughs> but he's a baby now. I know. So I can't. No, yeah, that's, and, that's who I am. I, I'm on the other side of that spectrum. I, I still keep thinking of like, I'm the asshole who's going to post a picture of me skiing. I do it once a year and I just want to look cool. So thank God I don't have to deal <laughs> with these apps. Right. Because I wouldn't have thought of any of this shit. I would just be like, what makes me look cool? <laughs> yeah see and there's people who don't even think about it okay you and i are the ones who are like observant and like detailed and like want this well-rounded profile and yeah and then there's just guys like people like mark it's like yeah that was cool did that <laughs> well i think when you do it for so long you just have to start learning how to play the game for you know quote unquote yeah that's true but it is hard talking to those those people who their first match and now they're married and you're like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, well, I am I mean, I feel like if they found somebody, that's great. Like I'm okay, happy yeah, you're for more positive. them. Then yes, you, you're, no, you're right. I'm just being jealous, <laughs> I guess. But then I wouldn't have all these stories or this podcast and people thinking I'm so funny. So, well, that's debatable, but <laughs> um, anyways, I don't, do you have any last questions, Mark? That's mostly, you know, I want to just kind of have K on, get his perspective. 
you know, I love that you have been gaming. I feel like that's something that like, I don't have like when I zoom date. So I feel like that's where you have kind of a leg up and you can see if you have things in common, like right away, you're doing something that you probably will be doing together in person as well would be gaming. Um, so I love that. Um, yeah. I mean, if there's, I mean, one thing that I would probably add and I, and this may not apply to everybody, but I think being, being happy, being single is also important and has really mm-hmm. helped me, you know, there was, cause there was a time in my life where it's like, Oh man, I am feeling really anxious about the fact that I'm still single that, and that I may be single for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, as I grew older, I got used to the fact that it's like, you know what, it's actually pretty nice being single. Um, And especially, I think it's kind of helped during the pandemic, especially. And I don't know why exactly, but I think just being, being happy with the fact that you're single and that you use that time to sort of better yourself Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. kind of like just enjoy and appreciate the fact that the benefits of being single, because there are, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. Being in a couple is great and has a lot of benefits, but there are also a lot of downsides that Mm -hmm. to that as well and vice versa. And so I think focusing on the, the positives of being single as opposed to like all the negatives has really like helped me in terms of just staying positive, I guess. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been, it's been actually a lot nicer than once I reframed it like that over the last like three, four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like, and I do agree. So I, I guess when I sound like a sour puss, there are, that's something I've also working on is just, yeah, you know, knowing I could be single for the rest of my life and like being okay with that. And like you said, it's, it's usually you and I and our other friend that are always chatting together and are like, well, I don't have any responsibilities right now where Mark has to deal with poop uh, from his baby or like, which I mean, obviously the bait, he's a little angel, but yeah, there's, there's the perks and talking to people who are like, I never get alone time. And you're like, oh, well, I mean, yes, I have a lot of alone time, but I'm also comfortable being alone. Whereas I think people, yeah, it's been interesting. It's, some people broken up engagements that I was spoken to. Some people got engaged. So this has been a really trying time and telling time, I feel like, for every person or every type of, you know, human. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. No, I love ending in that. I think that's, that is, you know, we're not, I know we're talking about dating all the time, but this is part of us, but also just being comfortable with ourselves. So thank you in, you know, ending it and summarizing it. He's always summarizing it. The whiskey's getting to me. <laughs> See, my mind's not that clear. <laughs> uh, but thank you for coming on and answering our questions and being honest and genuine. Um, are you still single? Can I post your picture on Instagram? And can people DM me if they are interested? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm always open for whatever. So yeah, I'm definitely open for that. And thanks for having me on. Yeah, you are so welcome. Well, Mark, it was great seeing your face as well. And thanks again, Kay. And I guess that's it until next time. <laughs> Love you guys. See you all later.
I am Trey Sauls. During your divorce, you deserve complete attention, especially when it comes to your legal decisions that affect your children. Sauls Law Group takes care of you, and their experienced team helps families settle difficult domestic situations. Through these trials, it's important to save as much money as you can for your family. So Sauls Law Group is now offering reduced retainers for all clients, old and new. Take advantage of Sauls Law Group's unmatched preparation and passion to fight for you in the courtroom. Go to SaulsLawGroup.com today. There's no better feeling than getting a great deal, like a hotel room upgrade or a free car wash with every tank of gas. Maybe unlimited chips and salsa with your burrito. And now, as an AT&T wireless customer, you can get an exclusive deal on a super fast internet experience with AT&T Fiber. Get consistently fast speed, even during peak times, and a great deal with AT&T Fiber. Learn more at att.com slash fiber offer. Limited availability in select areas based on wired connection to gateway. Restrictions apply. episode please leave us a review on itunes alpha insurance understands that making georgia better means going the extra mile to protect the communities where you live and work whether it's a day trip to a favorite coastal beach traveling to a football game, or visiting a friend across town. Rest easy knowing Alpha is there should you need us. We even have discounts for active military. Our auto rates are as sweet as a Georgia peach. And that's saying something. Get a quote or find a local agent at alphainsurance.com. Saving money on insurance has never been easier. Today's episode is brought to you by Patreon. If you're interested in supporting the show, go to patreon.com slash and become a $2 backer today and get early access to the new episodes. I'll be leaving a link in the description down below, but for now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Augment Experience Podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Josh Ravellis. I'm a student, musician, and a gamer at heart. Join me as I sit down every week to talk about all the latest news in the technology, business, and video game world. I hope you guys enjoy. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. My name is Josh Ravellis. I'm your host as usual. And obviously, welcome back to the show. Today's episode 177 of the show. And before we get started, we're going to do a bad house current cook because, well, you guys don't like to do it around here and it only makes sense that we do it. So let's get on with the house cleaning. I do want to say thank you guys for coming back and listening to today's episode. It really does mean a lot to me. You guys constantly keep taking time out of your day to listen to these episodes, to download these episodes, to share these episodes, you know, watch these episodes too, whenever we get around to doing an actual video version. But, <laughs> but I do appreciate it. And I'm just genuinely grateful that you guys take time out of your day to listen to these episodes and just give me a piece of your day because time is a very valuable thing and it's not something that you should just throw around willy nilly, you know, and I really appreciate it to me. I really do. I'm grateful for the opportunity to share my opinion on things, to, you know, interact with you guys and talk about topics that you want me to talk about, especially this week, being that this topic is a bit of a current, uh, I'd say buzz in the tech space right now, big heated debate. 
and I definitely have some thoughts on it, but I greatly appreciate you guys. I appreciate the interactions on my social medias regarding the topics and stuff like that. So to me, thank you. I really appreciate it. The show wouldn't be anything without you guys since you guys also do make decisions for the show because you pick the topics. I do also want to say thank you to the Patreon backers for supporting the show. You guys are great. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. And if you want to become a Patreon backer, you can click the link down below and get you know, early access to the new episodes. But I think it's time that we get on today's topic, mainly because it is a bit of a heated debate. And I do, I'm not swinging one way or another, but I can understand why each side feels the way they do. But let's talk about it. So what exactly are we talking about? If, well, I will say this now, if you didn't vote on the social media page on my Instagram, where I put the polls for the topics of the week, then yes, I put one of the topics as the switch versus the, the newly announced steam dock. And if you're not familiar, the steam dock is a portable console made by valve. The people that, you know, own run steam and own steam. <laughs> if you don't know what steam is, I'd be heavily concerned since it's one of the biggest PC, you know, marketplaces on the planet is <laughs> basically what a lot of people like to use to buy all their games on their pcs and stuff also they made a lot of good games like the half-life series team fortress 2 you know a lot of stuff like that you know you probably heard of it but they came out and announced that they're making a new handheld and it's ironic that they announced this sucker basically a couple days after the the release or i'd say the announcement of the nintendo switch oled and a lot of people, as we talked about it before on the show, the Nintendo Switch OLED is a pretty big disappointment. To be honest, if you are a current Switch owner, it's not worth it. It's a waste of money. But if you're a new Switch owner, then eh, maybe it's 50 bucks more expensive than the original. So, you know, your mileage may vary. But then Steam comes out and they're like, hey, we can give you the PS5 level performance, Xbox Series X level performance in a handheld for 400 bucks and a lot and it runs steam like you have access to all your steam library and when i saw this i was like what the hell is this thing this thing looks like a super niche like my friends were we were talking about it, they're like dude this looks like a super niche product like why would anybody buy this but as time gone has gone on a little bit i'm like okay this thing wasn't as niche as we thought it would be because to be honest the portable handheld market is a very popular market whether you believe it or not people genuinely want beefy products to play their games on the go and for a lot of people it's kind of the reason well it's one of the reasons why a lot of people when they go to pc they don't like playing on console because they already have all their games on their steam library so buying a console is kind of dumb because then you got to rebuild your library and then you got to decide okay where am i going to buy this game do i want to buy it on my console or do i want to buy it on my pc and then it just becomes a super big mess. But now Valve, or in this case, Steam is giving you the option that you can still take your library on Steam and just play it on the go with very good performance. Now, obviously competing in the handheld console space, you're mainly competing with Nintendo. Like, let's be honest, PlayStation and Xbox, they don't focus on that side of the market because they just don't i wouldn't say they don't care but it's just not their bread and butter like nintendo they had experience doing it because they did the game boys they did the ds's and the 3ds's and now the switch so where do we lie in this entire debate of the steam dock versus the switch 
is the switch dead now the steam dock is announced no i don't think so here's why yes i do agree that if we're comparing the steam library to the nintendo library obviously yes the steam library for a lot of people and given the sales and everything it's gonna be a better value because you get more access to more AAA games and stuff like that. And I get it, the Nintendo, you know, the Nintendo's library is very good. Obviously their first party IPs are legendary, but for a lot of people, they just don't care. A lot of people like their AAA, you know, and all their indies and they have it all on their Steam library because a lot of people that have been PC gaming for a long time now, their Steam library is pretty massive and they kind of like to keep it that way. So, in my perspective, based on seeing everything that I've seen so far, yes, the Steam Dock looks very promising. And to me, it raises a lot of questions regarding Nintendo, given that, you know, they were saying based on the chip shortages, you know, we cannot provide more performance with the Switch OLED. But then you see Steam come out and they're like, no, we'll give you amazing AAA performance with your games or we'll give you amazing performance with your AAA titles. And this thing is as powerful as a Series X and a PS5. And a lot of people were really pissed because like Nintendo, what the F man, like you mean to tell me you weren't able to bump the performance of the Switch OLED and you're like not even a competitor, but just somebody that just came out of the blue, made a new console and they're like, hey, we understand, we know who our competition is, it's Nintendo but we are offering what people have wanted, which is better performance. And that's genuinely what people wanted was better performance, especially given that the current, the I'd say the way the Switch is currently, no, it is not able to handle modern AAA games to the best of their ability. It's genuinely not. And I get it. Some people are like, oh, it's optimization, optimization. I'm like, bro, optimization can only go so far and the games just don't look good. I know people are like, oh, it's the art style, man. You just have to appreciate it. I'm like, okay, first off, bud, let's be honest here. Art style can also only go so far. Like Ghost of Tsushima, amazing game. Even though, yes, it was on a, you know, when it first came out, it was on PS4 and mainly everyone played it on their PS4 Pros. When it got bumped to the PS5 and the new resolution updates and everything, it runs better. It looks better. People wanted that because it was such a beautiful game. Monster Hunter Rise, as much as I love that game, I'm not going to pretend that it's the most beautiful looking game I've ever seen in my life. Let's be real here, guys. I love the art style for Rise. And this is someone that loves Monster Hunter Rise. When it comes to PC, it will look and play a million times better than the Switch ever could make it run. That is objective fact. Whether you like it or not, I don't care. It, it doesn't matter how you feel. It is going to run and play better on the Switch. What people wanted from the Switch OLED was, hey, give us 60 FPS and better resolution. Give us 1080p handheld and maybe DLSS 2.0 in the dock mode so that we can run these games at 4K and they'll look amazing and give developers more power so that they can, well, run their games better so that they can make optimize these games even better to run on better hardware and the fact that valve just came out of nowhere and just announced the steam dock and like hey we're giving you what you wanted you guys asked for power here's power now there are some concerns 
Valve or Steam has done this before with the Steam consoles. And just being honest, it didn't really go so well that time. But I get it. Things are different. It's a different, you know, different approach, especially because the handheld market is a very, I wouldn't say touchy market, but it's one of those markets that if you can get into it, it is very lucrative. I'm not going to pretend like people don't like handheld console. It's a very popular thing because people like playing their games on the go. I, I'm just being honest. They really do. And it's also kind of ironic that this sucker also works as in a dock. Like there, if you you know go to the reservation page and everything and you click the 512 gigabyte model, it talks about it will give you the dock and everything so you can hook it up to a monitor and it can basically become your PC. And a lot of people like that because like, well, given the current circumstances of the world right now, a lot of people aren't able to upgrade their computers. They're not able to upgrade their PCs because GPU prices are still sky high. You know, obviously CPUs are also still a little bit limited, but so far, every time I've gone to Micro Center, if I wanted to upgrade my CPU, I could. I obviously don't need to. My 3900X is perfectly fine, but obviously my GPU, I would love to upgrade it, but sadly can't, but I'm not really doing anything different with my games. So, you know, no need to upgrade, but I get there's a lot of people that want to upgrade. And the fact that they're promising this level of performance in such a form factor as this, like a actually like a small little tablet, I think it's impressive. I think it's very interesting that Steam or Valve in this case is going to pull this off. Now, granted, there are some caveats. The display of the actual tablet itself runs at, I think it's 1200 by 800. So yes, it basically is like a above 720p display, which makes sense. And I don't blame them if there was a corner to cut. I think the display was one of them, given that I don't see why this thing wouldn't be able to run your games at 720p at 60 frames per second or higher. I would be surprised if it didn't, but I'm glad that it does. Or that based on the hardware that's inside of the sucker, it's very promising. 16 gigabytes of RAM. You know, it talks about boasting the same performance as a PS5 and Xbox Series X, as mentioned before. And to me, this is just going to be a very interesting debate given a lot of people and given who it's targeting. Like, yes, it's obviously targeting people that have a Steam library. It's targeting people that are already into PC gaming, that love PC gaming, that have their library set up. And, you know, they just want as a, they want something to be an extension of their library so that they can play their games whenever they want on the go. And I think it's a really cool idea. I think we needed more competition because we definitely needed somebody to light Nintendo's ass on fire, given how, let's be honest here, you can slap a Nintendo logo on a hunk of shit and Nintendo fans will still be stupid and buy it because that's how Nintendo fans are. They'll literally buy anything Nintendo makes. And I know some people are like, Josh, aren't you painting them with such a broad brush? And I'm like, no, bro, I'm being real with you. Nintendo fans will straight up buy anything Nintendo makes and not criticize them a bit they'll criticize them when they get annoyed with it but nine times out of ten they're always still going to keep buying when nintendo sells and they're just going to go along with it because that's how nintendo fans are do i blame them no but i do blame them when they keep complaining well they keep saying oh man i hate that nintendo does this and i'm like well whose fault is it you keep encouraging them like you know whose fault is it really at this point like people got mad about the whole 3d all-stars thing and look what happened people still went out and bought it and then nintendo didn't care because they made their money so it's it's one of those things where i'm just like 
Nintendo fans are a different breed. Like they really, really are a different breed. And it's one of those things where, in my opinion, Nintendo fans are just fickled. They'll complain, they'll complain, they'll complain. They'll literally, <laughs> they'll complain when it benefits them. And then they're like, oh, Nintendo is something good. Hey man, Nintendo's the greatest ever, bro. F Xbox, F PlayStation, Nintendo is the way. And I'm like, well, if we're comparing practices of a company, let's be real here. Nintendo out of the big three is definitely the bottom of the barrel. Sony is a is at least trying to make a difference. They're still suck at it, let's be honest, because the most consumer friendly of the big three is definitely Xbox. Whether you like it or not, it's just objective fact. It's I'm I know it's hard to argue with that, but it's just true. But with me, I do have my res- my reservations with the Steam Dock. First off, my concern is how is this thing gonna actually, you know, work? Because let's be honest here, even though we've seen some hands-on from IGN and things like that. We don't have it. The thing isn't going to ship until like the end of the year. And even then, the reservations are up, but the orders aren't able to be made yet. So this is where we're at. We can't really talk about, you know, performance. We can't do like comparing games or do side by sides. Heck, even the Switch OLED hasn't come out yet, which this is where it becomes a very interesting debate of value because you have the Switch OLED at 350 You have the base model of the Steam Dock for or Steam Deck, really, that's the proper term, or that's really what it's called, the Steam Deck. But you have it here at 399 both 64 gigabyte base models. One obviously is gonna outperform the other by a county mile. You just have to say, is it $50 more, or I would say in this case, is paying the $50 more for the Steam Deck more in a better value than just buying the Switch OLED? And granted, there, this debate can become even more convoluted because then you have to think about, oh, what about the original base switch? Or what about the Switch Lite? Because we want to do the Switch Lite versus the Steam Dock or the Steam Deck. I keep calling it the Dock, but the Steam Deck. Then it's about $150 difference, give or take. About, yeah, about like a, yeah, about, yeah, about, yeah, basically, yeah. It's about a $150 difference. And now it just becomes an interesting debate of, well, what do I prefer? What do I enjoy more? Do I have a really big catalog on Steam and am I already a PC gamer? Or I like <laughs> I like I said that gamer. But are you already invested in the Steam library or are most of your stuff just generally in Nintendo's library? And it's just one of those things where I think it's going to really depend on the consumer. I don't think that one kills the other. But if we want to go objective and just think about performance, if it is true what Steam has said about the Steam Deck, that it is going to live up to its performance, which I guarantee you people are going to test this hardcore. They're going to fact check this sucker. Then if Steam can pull this off, then awesome. I think in terms of performance, if what Steam says is true, then if we try to do comparing games that are available on both platforms, Yes, if you mainly care about performance, I think the Steam Deck would be a better option for you. If you care about performance, you care about your games running at the best, and then if you already have a nice monitor or a nice TV, then you can just hook it up and then, well, there you go. It'll just run at the resolution that you can run, whatever resolution you can run it at because it's literally just a PC version. But to me, it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out. Do I think there'll be bugs? Do I think there'll be issues? 
yes, I'm not going to pretend that there won't be issues. I'm not going to pretend like there won't be some kind of controversy regarding this sucker. Because let's be honest, the Nintendo Switch has its own fair amount of controversies. You know, Joy-Con drift and stuff like that. Like, it's just one of those things where we just have to wait and see. But I don't think that the Steam Deck kills the Switch. I don't think the Switch is doomed. For the people that care about performance, if the Steam Deck lives up to its hopes and expectations, then yes, I think for a lot of people, the Switch is dead. That care about performance because like, well, why would I buy a Switch? I can just buy this thing. It's I keep all my game libraries on my... Basically, I get what I wanted from the Switch, which is something that I can take my games on the go, but now I can do the same thing, but now it has all my Steam games on there. And if your Steam library, you have like 300 plus games in it, then... I'm like, then I don't need to spend more money on Nintendo or pay for the online service or anything because I can just pay for my games on the go. I don't have to play for an online service, which which that actually is another benefit if you think about it because you won't have to pay for an online service. You literally just pay your internet bill, which is one of the reasons why people like PC gaming. And I think this is a good... To me, the Steam Deck, the reason it exists is literally just an extension of PC gaming and giving PC gamers what they wanted, which was allowing them to take their con their pc games on the go allowing them to use their library and take it wherever they want and i think it's great that steam is doing this that they put this option on the table now granted the pricing for this thing is it is going to vary like you can get the base model with 64 gigs it also has expansion for sd cards which i think that's really good given the form factor of this sucker i'm more interested to see the battery life of this thing how long it lasts on a single charge like in, without you know that especially given that's going to be pushing some serious power how much heat is this thing going to generate like many many questions can be asked but we still don't know and because like i said until we actually get it in the real world and people are out there testing the sucker you know running benchmarks you know and i think to be honest when it when it finally finally launches the final release version i think it's gonna be really cool i'm excited to see if i can get one it's something that definitely entices me given that i do have a lot of games on my steam library and a lot of you know stuff that i have on pc that i just can't get anywhere else but i can also say the same thing about my consoles or on my xbox a lot of my accounts on my xbox that you know i can buy the same games on pc i can't transfer my save files over which kind of sucked because i so that's why my xbox is able to run them better than my pc because i can play them at 4k 60 with no issues and you know etc etc and then the same thing goes for my switch a lot of my games i have on my switch that's why i like playing my switch even though i haven't touched my switch in a very long time that's just objective fact but i think it's gonna be interesting when the dust is settled I think we're going to have great options in the market because that's really what we need is we need competition. And I think Steam and Valve are definitely going to put Nintendo on blast and they're definitely going to give them a run for their money. If the Steam Deck is a runaway success for Valve and everything, Nintendo definitely will have to step up their game and not try to pull this you know, bull crap of, oh, we don't need to compete with our competition. We're here to provide quality games. And I'm like dude you haven't made a good quality game in a good while like i don't know what kind of bullshit you're trying to spin but you guys haven't made a good quality game in a in a hot minute like uh sword and shield that was pretty bad and i mean pretty bad not gonna lie there chief the mario party well some people were like yeah about it you know stuff like that it's one of those things where it's like 
Nintendo definitely needs to step up their game. Nintendo fans are going to stop being so like blind and just stupid when it comes to Nintendo and just admit it like they're not the greatest company in the world and they definitely need to improve given their track record of how they handle business. I do think the Steam Deck is a great addition to the console space. I think it'll do well given that this is a market that you know people are very interested in. This is a market that people do genuinely care about. And well, it wasn't such a niche product that it if it really was so niche, it wouldn't crash it wouldn't have crashed Steam's website. So a lot of people are interested. And let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below. If, are you interested in this product? Do you actually care about any of this? And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or really like to listen to your podcast, then let me know. Hit me up on the comp, hit me up on my social media and let me know what you guys think. But I hope you guys continue to have yourselves a wonderful week. Thank you guys for coming back and listening or watching today's episode. It really does mean a lot to me. Guys, please continue to be respectful and mindful of those around you because the world is still a weird place and there's already so much hate and just so much animosity. There's so much tension. And I think it's just only, I think the better thing to do is help alleviate some of that and just try to be as kind and as patient with people as you possibly can be. That doesn't mean just let people walk over you. That just means, hey, Try to be more understanding. Try to be more respectful of those around you. And, you know, I hope you guys continue to have yourselves a wonderful week at work, you know, with your friends, at school, whatever it may be. Just I hope you guys continue to have yourselves a wonderful week. And as always, don't do anything dumb, guys. Please don't do anything dumb. And I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Hey there. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day and listening to today's episode. If you're interested in supporting the show, whether it be financially, clicking the follow button, or just sharing the episode, it all works for me, guys. Thank you guys so much for your time, and I love you guys to death. With MailChimp, you get more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. With things like data-driven recommendations and powerful automation tools, Get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. With MailChimp, you get more than a URL. You get an all-in-one marketing platform to help drive sales. With things like data-driven recommendations and powerful automation tools. Get started today at MailChimp.com slash smart marketing. MailChimp, built for growing businesses. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes. It is the Riot Podcast. Hi, guys. Hello. Good morning or <laughs> good whatever the, time of day you're listening. I know. It's morning for us, but welcome to the podcast for today. Yeah. Today in the show... Um, well, we end it all with a song from the 60s. <laughs> Why is that stuff in your head? What? Why did you even hear it I'm in the an beginning? Old soul. You're an old soul in a young body. Yeah, I really am. <laughs> and uh so I've got all this No, you could ask me uh 
about the movies that are out today on on Netflix. Yeah. And we talk about that in the show too. And I don't know what they are, but, but I know songs things. from the 60s. Yep, I do. <laughs> so that's uh, that's how we close it all out. You have I to stick around need, to the end to hear that one. We do need to include in this podcast, um, it is National Hot Dog Day today. Yes. So we talk a lot about that. And then you guys come through with a lot of hot dog places we should not be eating <laughs> at. Uh, but if anybody has any where we should be eating at, mm-hmm. uh, or if you just text us any place you think we should try um that would be good to get in on yeah. at 877 to radio you and as a podcast listener you can text us any time of the day just put your name and that you're listening to the podcast yeah of course uh if we get your hot dog recommendations it'll be too late for us to eat them on national hot dog day most likely but well it's good sometimes the better day is the day after yeah you know like cinco de mayo's everybody goes eats mexican food but yep. instead you should be going yeah. the next day everybody's out celebrating Every- national hot dog day <laughs> today we all know that so we don't want to you avoid the crowds yeah. and wait till it's not national hot dog day good point so that's in the podcast also um we talk a bit about dating mm-hmm. it's back people are doing it again <laughs> We just had to figure out how to do it first. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's in there as well. And, oh, uh, we talk about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a couple of, the, that's a sampling of what you can look forward to. I like to. hearing you talk about it because I can tell you're passionate uh, about it. And it's it's one of the number one things in my life. That you're always that thinking about. That and songs about. from the 60s. <laughs> that's all you got. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for including us in those two. Yeah. This is what the show is going to be about now. Oh, well, enjoy the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And text, like we said, and say hi at 877-2-RADIO-U. And of course... Nikki, what do they need to do? You're supposed to subscribe. If you're already subscribed, unsubscribe, resubscribe yep. to the podcast. Uh-huh. That'll pull us back up more. And then make sure you leave a wonderful Rate. review yes. for us to be able to see. Because then, again, that helps push our podcast to more places. Yeah, if you like it, five-star review. If you don't, five-star review. keep listening, but don't <laughs> give us a review. Just uh, don't, You're not ready yet. Yeah, just because you don't like it doesn't mean you should... <laughs> Take that out on the review system. No, you just got to wait. But yeah, if you do that, that really helps us, again, get more of a push to more people. Yes. So enjoy. Bye, we'll guys. catch you later. Hudson. Nikki. The Riot. Radio U. You know, there's, there's those things that you always, you see and you picture it in your mind and you think it would never happen in real life, but you wish you could be there if it did. Like somebody driving over one of the balls at Target. Oh, the red one? Yeah. yeah. Don't you always imagine, like, I always see them, and I'm like, what if somebody actually did drive into these things? Because it has to happen, right? You and me might be different. Really? I don't know if I've ever thought about that, but you'd have to be pretty pretty out of it to yeah. slam into one of those things, but I bet it does happen. No, but you, no, you have to, uh, there's a term for the effect that I'm talking about, where in your mind, uh, where you picture stuff that you would never do, but you wish you could know what would happen if you did you oh, know like it? yeah like driving over a target ball or i mean like i'm sure there's, there's... A, a horrible example but like <laughs> if you're in an argument with a police officer it, like, picturing in your mind if you were in an argument with a police officer and you were to try to steal his gun you know what i mean like that kind of insane stuff that normal people would never do but in your mind you want to know like what what would happen if it actually did well, happen well i think the target ball might be a safer one that's a safer <laughs> your other option well, you might think that <laughs> But oh, I see the picture. Yeah, how did she do that? How's that even possible? I know that's what I was wondering too. I don't know how it was able to because she's really she's got on top of the ball. The she is on the ball. 
She she is very. She if has, I was a this police woman, officer, I would have said that to her. Her, uh, her name <laughs> is Michelle Wright. She's forty nine years old. Uh, this is Holly Springs, North Carolina, and somehow it's wild that the car. It is the center of the car. Yeah, like the car almost could be teetering on top of the target ball. And she so that's it. my question. Like, how would you get enough? She must have been going pretty fast. How yeah. would you get enough? Um, to get it to bounce up like that. To get it to bounce onto the ball. I don't know. She said. And a, at three in the afternoon. Yeah. she. <laughs> I wonder I, if it was before a Target shopping trip or after. Well, it does say she was driving impaired. So that's yeah. probably why uh, she got charged with driving while impaired and careless and reckless driving in uh-huh. connection to it. Because like at three in the afternoon, I know Target can be intense sometimes for people, but. <laughs> That's that is a an amazing thing that she managed to do with her car. Yeah, I if when I picture people driving into the Target ball, when I've done this in my mind, yeah. when I pictured myself doing it, I would just think your car would crumple. You know, well, like it I, just they seem so heavy that it would really your car wouldn't withstand the impact. But hers did. I guess I thought differently. I thought the ball would start rolling. Like it would <laughs> you go think away. it would dislodge? And- <laughs> I think it would. But be like an Indiana Jones moment. Yes. And it goes down to like, we have a target that has a Lowe's next to it. It would just go down to the Lowe's. <laughs> and then someone would have to roll it back. It's downhill. Yeah. It is. But it feels like um, it's even weirder because she backed out and then accelerated and backed over the ball. Right. So she was going reverse. Like it's a demolition derby. So maybe that's how, what she was thinking. I don't know how that's even possible, but she then her car is just stuck on the ball at yeah. the target. Well, it's, I wish I could have been there to see it. Don't you? <laughs> Well, at least we have all this video and pictures. It feels like we can. Yeah, it almost feels like we were really there. So now I guess I don't have to question anymore what would happen. You know what will. I I have pictures that at least give me some idea. Although it's still, I still want to see what happens if you go from the front. (laughs) People who are the best get awards. People who are the worst get their own podcast. The worst of the riot. Looks like people this summer are looking forward to Getting back out in the dating game, because that is, uh, Google has said that dating uh, searches have reached their five-year peak. Oh, really? Yeah, people are anxious to apparently get back out there. Uh, In fact, if you look at Washington, D.C., it was the number one, how to date was the number one most searched term recently, (laughs) how to date. (laughs) Everybody's so desperate, you either forgot how to date when Uh, you were staying inside. Or you never knew in the first place. Is it more curious, like, is it more uh, how to date, like, virtually? Are we still Uh, doing virtual dates? Well, you know, how to date just leaves it really open-ended, and (laughs) and then it's up to Google to uh, give you some direction from there, so I don't know what... What they would instruct you to do. Sure. Uh, I haven't looked up how to date in a long time. Haven't needed to, fortunately. I think it's great, though, if you think like, uh, you know, when you are searching something like that, like that's personal. Like you want to try to get some Google help. That's right. Google goes and tells on you. Yeah, that's not exactly. (laughs) To everybody that you don't even know how to date at this point. Imagine you're out on a first date and somehow (laughs) it comes up. They see your Google search history and you looked up how to date right before you message them. that would be <laughs> that would be bad. I think that might be uh, it, that could be really bad. Or 
you could both realize that you both searched that right before you messaged each other, Aww. and uh, it could be a nice little moment to realize how how uh, insecure we all are, and how uh, we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah, they say that a lot of dating apps um, predicted this spike in dating for this summer. Yeah, because uh, basically people were starting to get vaccinated, people were starting to go out more, yeah. things were starting to open up, and so they said like Tinder and spokespeople for a bunch of different apps were. Assuming that this summer would be back to a lot of in-person dating. Yeah. And it looks like that, according to Google, that has matched up to yep. it. It's hot vac summer is what they're calling it. <laughs> they were so excited yeah, to that. Yeah, they've been working on that term for like a year. So, yeah, so people are getting back out there. I kind of feel that now people, do you think people are getting more ready to do more serious dating after the past year where I bet people were messaging, you know what I mean? Like they were out there talking. It's just, you didn't want to get into anything. Either it was somebody you knew you could hang out with just at your apartment or it was, you know, like it was just a one-time thing. It wasn't where you were doing something long-term. It might've been though, more connecting for during the pandemic because people who did date did a lot of, uh, you know, Zoom dates yeah. or you were just texting uh, a lot. Yeah, that sounds and like a nightmare, doesn't it? I know it does, doesn't <laughs> it? But I feel like sometimes when you're texting a lot with a person ahead of time, you're sometimes connecting more than if you just went out to eat for yeah, a night or something. So maybe you, people grew like together faster. You think? And so now it's going to be really awkward when you have to spend time with the person <laughs> in person. That's it's, right. That's why they're searching again. You don't know how to date in person anymore. Yeah, I always thought... Uh, for me, that the texting part was harder than just seeing them in person. Yeah. But I wonder if everybody else is reversed now because you're so used to just the DMs and the texts instead of actually meeting up and hanging out. Well, don't be embarrassed if you need to Google search some tips or um, some help yep. with going back into the dating world because they say that this summer that is way back. Yep. And you're not the only one. Ever. In case you're wondering, yes, we do get complaints. They have gone too far. This time, they are going to be held accountable. You're listening to The Riot on Radio U. We just talked about how everybody's ready to get out and date again. The Google searches for dating have hit their five-year peak, which I guess is not an all-time high. Five years ago, maybe they were a little bit higher. But people are ready to get back out there. And I get it, especially after the year we've had. Uh, It's... So understandable, and it's just something that we are already dealing with before the pandemic of loneliness. Yeah. Like, people just want people to hang out with, and it's such a catch-22 of you can talk to anybody you want at any time online, it feels, but how many people are you really connected with? Mm-hmm. How many people do you really, like, feel that you can share who you are with, that you can actually talk about life stuff with? And it, for a lot of us, it's not that many. For whatever reason... Our connections seem to be growing pretty shallow, but I want to let you know that through all of that, that you can connect with God. Uh, and I'm not asking you to date God because that's a totally different thing. It's like there's dating relationships and then there's a Jesus relationship, but Jesus is ready to be there for you. When you feel like you've got stuff you need to get off your chest, you've got stuff you're dealing with, and there's not really a friend that gets it, or your friend that does get it isn't available at the moment, or like your girlfriend wouldn't understand, or whatever it is. Like God actually cares, understands, and is ready to hear about it and is ready to deal with it with you. So if you're feeling that loneliness, uh, God can help with that in a multitude of ways. He can help by... By listening to you, he can also help by saying like, hey, uh, like maybe 
maybe this loneliness is not what you is not coming from where you think it comes from. Like there's just all kinds of stuff. Jesus is ready to help you. Whatever you are dealing with, you don't have to look far and wide for it. God is ready to help start helping you with it right now. And all you need to do is ask, say, Hey God, I'm ready for some, for some help. I'm feeling like I need something, somebody to connect with, and I'm ready to start connecting with you uh, and, and go from there. He will help you out. And RadioU.com slash free gifts is a great place to start as well. Trying that first and then going into that dating world. Yes, totally so change your viewpoint. Yeah, so then you you have that someone with you who can help out and then, uh, you know, finding friends and other things is that next level in. Yeah, well, you know, with dating too, you never want to be desperate with dating. Nope, and I think when you're, uh, when you're feeling extra lonely, that can sometimes be the worst time to go to try, start try to date well, because you're just going to scare people away. If we're all Google searching beforehand, and that means we're getting to that desperate part yep. of you know really trying to get a connection with someone. So you're right, making sure we're we're not going into it that way, but you've got that that hole already filled in and yeah. then you know meet people after that. Yeah. And when and when you think about it too, if we're all searching for I'm lonely, I need somebody to date, when we do get to dating, that means it's going to be each of you, it's going to be more about you than the other person, and that's not how it should be either. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, start trying to find the, to address that loneliness elsewhere. God's going to help you out with it, and He'll help you with the dating too. What's worse than the worst of the riot? The worst of the riot podcast. Yeah, you did this to yourself. Podcast riot radio. You. I don't know if you uh, heard about this, Nikki, but your anti-smoking medication has been recalled. Oh my! Yes. <laughs> Don't, your, ha- don't have your it. Shantix, <laughs> no. You're Shantix, you're going to want to stop taking it. Didn't know, You no. need to uh, take that. I mean, they say that it's just out of an abundance of caution, so it should be fine uh-huh. if you do want to keep taking it. Oh, so if But you, you can get it re- uh, returned. So this isn't like um, the stuff you can chew if you're trying to quit. This is a... There's medicine you can take as well? Yeah, yeah. If you're yeah. trying to stop smoking? Uh, it's called Chantix. You might have seen the commercials if you watch daytime TV or something. <laughs> I think Ray Liotta is the, <laughs> is the face of the brand. <laughs> Tell me you found that out from the story and not because you've no. seen the oh, commercial. Oh, no, I've seen the commercial. You've seen the commercial. Yeah, it's Ray Liotta. <laughs> stop smoking like me. I didn't know that he did that. <laughs> but basically, Pfizer is saying that um, it's going to pause the distribution of Shantix? Yeah. Uh, because they say it has, oh my gosh, high levels of cancer-causing agents, Yeah, and it's no good to take. It's just, so we're all clear, the, the cancer-causing agent is nitrosamine or something like that, which mm-hmm. we all, uh, like, you hear that and you're like, oh, gotta stop taking it, because we all know what that is. But uh, it is, they are saying that, even though it is over FDA levels, and the FDA is saying this, it's not just Pfizer. Mm-hmm. Even though it's over the approved levels, they say it's not necessarily anything that's so dangerous that if you were, have been taking Shantix from, and it, by the way, it's just from some specific uh, batch numbers. Oh, I gotcha. It's not all, so not all Shantix ever made. Uh, it's not something in the formula from from when it was invented. It's just some of them got contaminated, I guess, somehow. The FDA says it's they are voluntarily recalling it. It doesn't have to be. If you've been taking it, you don't have to necessarily worry. But 
just to keep things extra safe. They are recalling it. And it, it does kind of add in another layer that it's a drug made by Pfizer. Well, I thought which, you were going to tell me like it was having problems if you took the vaccine. Oh, no, no, But no, it's no. not that. They're you're, just saying you're that. You're safe with that. They're saying that the um, the problems in it, we get that from like food and water all the time. So like we're exposed to the same thing outside mm. of this drug. But um, if you take it every day, and yeah. like you were saying, because this batch has higher levels of that, they say stop doing that. Yeah. So was, wasn't it so nice? Before, like, you go back a year, and we didn't know any of these drug companies. Oh, you didn't even know Pfizer? You didn't even, you've never even, you occasionally would hear the name, but you never thought about it. Well, I bet you and knew now, it if you took it. The more, the more that uh, Pfizer and all these other things are in the news, it never seems to be helpful for that. You know, I bet you Pfizer's just like, why don't we... Can we just not be in the news for a little bit? Same thing with like Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Like, how often is that in the news? No, and it was never until never a year good. ago. <laughs> and I know that, like, I mean, the Pfizer vaccine, they've never had any issues with it that I know of. But still, like, there, if there was ever an issue, that'll be the headline, you know? And I feel like, uh, I, I just feel like all these drug companies would probably rather just stay more anonymous. Not anymore. <laughs> you almost missed hearing this one. We just couldn't let that happen. The worst of the riot. Radio U. I don't know if this was announced specifically during the NBA finals last night, but I did see the commercials for it that Applebee's <laughs> is teaming up with Disney. Yeah. To offer you free movie tickets. Because it like is is like going to Applebee's, like taking the jungle cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, is yeah. it a big boat ride? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of bad jokes and uh <laughs> Some people would say uh, racist stereotypes. I don't know. That, We've never, we I don't think to, I would associate that with Applebee's necessarily. Haven't been to Applebee's in a while. Well, no, they changed up all their stuff for like the, the boat ride at yeah. the place. It's supposed to now mimic more of the movie, which comes out. We're thinking next Friday uh-huh. is when the new Jungle Cruise movie comes out. Yeah. I There was a, the Jungle Cruise ride at Disney World or Disneyland or both. I, I did like it because I love the terrible jokes on it. Mm-hmm. So that was, I hope they haven't totally ditched that. And I want, if the movie is like that, where they're just cracking like Muppet style jokes the whole time, I could be in on that. <laughs> but th- it would probably be better if there was Muppets actually involved. Uh, well, we'll so see what happens. The Jungle Cruise <laughs> movie comes out next Friday, July 30th. Mm-hmm. And starting now, uh, Arby's, or no, Applebee's. Through August 15th, if you spend $25 there in one transaction, they are going to give you a ticket to see the Jungle Cruise. Oh, oh, you know what this is. What is it? Well, this is like they're paying they're paying you to go see the movie. Yeah. It, well, makes, it, it makes me feel like they don't have a lot of faith in the Jungle Cruise movie. Yeah. And it makes me also feel like they're trying to bribe me to go back into theaters. And go to back to, App- to Applebee's. <laughs> I wonder if you actually sure have to dine in this. for that. Uh, it's valid for, di- oh no, it's uh, valid for dine-in, takeout, oh, and Applebee's delivery orders. So maybe not like DoorDash and stuff. You it could- might not be through that. Take out your Applebee's and then eat it in the theater while you watch Jungle Cruise. I'm, I'm too, I haven't been to a theater enough to like, I can't get back into bringing my own food the in. Sneaking it in. And Especially the, the state theaters are in right now. You, you would actually feel bad. You're like, you know, 
I know you guys have had some tough times, so I will pay $18 for that popcorn. I remember one time I wore a backpack in. It was like a small backpack purse, but I guess it still counted. And I didn't bring in, like, I don't do that much, but I brought in a water Uh uh, and maybe like a soda. Okay. And so I put him in the backpack and I remember I was was, uh, using my phone. I was like turning the ticket and she's like, okay, well, I just need to look inside your backpack. Oh, no, they actually asked? (laughs) She did because it was a backpack. To be fair, why did you need a backpack to go to the theater? No, it's like a backpack purse like yeah, that was but, a trend for a while okay and so yeah, when she asked me that, was. i was like well i have a water in there <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know ahead of time so i'm not lying <laughs> well maybe that's why that trend went away yeah she let me in anyways but uh-huh. for a moment i panicked because i thought i could get in trouble yeah <laughs> they're gonna confiscate your backpack at amc there so if you're trying to bring in your applebee's uh to hide they, the food you they're might gonna not smell get it probably uh, but yeah, this is you. Can, it's very transparent that yeah, you're right. Disney probably doesn't think Jungle Cruise is going to do very well. So what they're doing instead to make the numbers look better, they're going to pay. They're paying Applebee's for this promotion. But Applebee's technically is buying the tickets for you. Yeah. But really, Disney's basically buying the ticket in a very roundabout way that makes the movie look like it was more popular than it actually was. And maybe it gets a few extra people into Applebee's. And if not, at least it's a free advertising campaign for them. I've only seen one trailer for it, so I'm not sure like if it looks good yeah, or not. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. They but. say the tickets come as a Fandango promo uh, and expire on the 30th so, yeah. of September. So you only get like a month to go use it um, or two months I guess and that's that's what they have for Jungle Cruise I just keep thinking can you give us a free code to just watch it at home can we that just get nice it on to- Disney Plus instead <laughs> I don't like you know you don't really want to go to the movie theater I at the moment anyways yeah, and, and you don't want to go to Applebee's. I can't go inside places anymore. It really messed me up. Do they still do <laughs> bottomless apps at Applebee's? Uh, That's the only thing that could get me in that door. You'll have to look, but you have to spend $25 yeah. to get the ticket. Think of it as athleisure for your ears. Radio U's Worst of the Riot Podcast. It's a big day today. What's today? National Hot Dog Day. Why do I feel like it's the National Day so many? Like, are we just It's always them a National Day. It's always something. It's always a National Day. And uh, in the summertime, when you go from July 4th to Labor Day without any ho- actual holidays, You'll take you anything? need to look for something <laughs> to celebrate. And so that today is National Hot Dog Day. So what they're actually get? not a lot. Is there like something from Sonic? That's the only um, place I can think of that sells the hot dogs. No, not Sonic. The best one probably, and this doesn't help us unless it also includes their ghost kitchens, is Nathan's Famous. Oh, yeah. We were talking, Nikki and I, it was off air. It was a couple days ago. In case you're we, wondering, what do Hudson and I look at? It's the same <laughs> stuff we talk about on the air. On we air. talk about off the air. <laughs> and for some reason, we got stuck on this Nathan's Famous hot dogs, you know, where they do the hot dog eating contest. Yeah. And we were like, where can you actually get those Well, we besides running, in the grocery store? Well, we were also running like store wise because I've only eaten at Nathan's, I think, like in an airport. Yeah. I've never been to one in like a standalone store. Right, because they do. If you don't know, they actually do have restaurants. They do. Uh, of course, we all, many of us, if we're hot dog aficionados, know you can get them in the in the hot dog <laughs> aisle at your local grocery store. So we were like, hey, let's look up the locations. And then I pulled up the map and it was like, oh, hot, like Nathan's is everywhere. Right. We and were surprised I, to see. I actually looked and I was like, no, they just have ghost kitchens everywhere. They in uh, In our area, there's the closest one. Cooks out of a Frisch's Big, Big Boy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Which doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence. I know. And I know ghost kitchens are out of like the oddest places. Yeah. But I felt like that was wrong. And they picked the opposite side of town to where it's so far away. Yeah, we couldn't even deliver here. But if we could, and if they are honoring this deal, which I'm not sure that they are, you can get five cent hot dogs. Five free ones? No, five cent. Oh, five cent hot dogs. Yes. Nickel. A hot dog for a nickel. You know what that is? What? <laughs> a piece of a piece of chain, like a five cent piece, a coin I, with Thomas Jefferson on it. How about we go and park outside of the big boy uh-huh. and then just order the We'll natives. show them this news story and say we demand <laughs> our five, five cent, cent hot dogs. Dog. We know you're in there. And uh <laughs> Frisch's big boy probably you know what, that's probably normal for them. You think? People knocking on the door yelling? Uh, yeah, you know, just like unruly customers that really want their uh, their discounted senior breakfast or something. Dude, I just, I don't even know anymore to trust when I want to have something delivered uh-huh. because anytime you look it up, you're like, that's that's not that. That's right. not Big Boy. That's it's, not Nathan's. It's not actually Nathan's. It's just Big Boy with a Nathan's He's lying. logo. <laughs> uh, but that is, by the way, if you did want to take advantage, only from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Oh, for so today? So it's really a limited window. Uh, the other places on this list I've never even heard of, so uh, why even acknowledge them? Well, no, which one? Maybe it's um, regional. Let's see. Dog House, a free house dog through their app today. So that's actually at least something free. Mm-hmm. I'd have never never heard of Dog House, and that's H-A-U-S, like it's German or something. Sure. So, but it is, I'm assuming, in the U.S. Hamburger stand and Wiener Schnitzel. You can get five chili dogs for five dollars. Oh, that sounds like a <laughs> or your money back. It sounds like uh like heartburn or something yeah. that make you feel old like later in the day <laughs> can you eat five and here's what's crazy uh it's a chili dog yeah cheese is not included so you have to pay if you want the cheese well, who gets a they? hot dog without a chili dog without cheese wow way to be cheap guys yeah seriously well they don't, um, they don't want to lose all their business they have to at least get the cheese money today how about this 7-eleven oh gosh you no. can get a quarter pound big dog big dog for what a dollar is that even a deal? That's just, isn't that what they sell them for normally? Not the big one. The big dog. <laughs> hey, you should not be walking into a 7-Eleven and paying more than a dollar for a hot dog. hot dog. You should, that is a bad choice. You get in there, you say it's a holiday. Give but, me something cheaper. It's the worst of the riot on Radio U. Happy National Hot Dog Day. That's number one. We just went through the subpar National Hot Dog Day deals. So there's not really a lot of discounts to be had or free hot dogs anywhere, but I still think we could celebrate, Nikki. What do you want to do? Well, we're going out for lunch today, right? We are. And uh, I'll tell you, I'll get to that in a second about why we're going out for lunch, because I want everyone to know, but I want to think about places that would have hot dogs we could go to that are on the adult menu, not the kids menu, by the way. (laughs) What's wrong with that? You just get a couple of them. I am not ordering off the kids menu. I have too much pride to do that. Unless you go to Arby's where the kids meals are free. And so I'll just add that on. Nobody has to know. So you have too much pride, but isn't it a lack of pride if we're just ordering hot dogs for lunch? Why? Can't we do better than that? What? No, no. It's a national hot dog day. When in Rome. (laughs) You order hot dogs. You order hot dogs. Yeah. The only place I know would be Sonic. I don't know anything else. Oh, there has to be somewhere better that does like the costco food court you can get a hot dog there (laughs) that's an all beef hot dog that's like a dollar fifty yeah oh yeah that's actually going to be a high quality dog right there i'm trying is it's sad isn't it that there's not better places that have like real hot dogs well what we oh it's so far away what is it dirty franks 
Yeah, that just seems like a premium, though. Yeah. We want, but we they want, do gourmet. We don't dogs. want gourmet, and we don't want um, like 7-Eleven Speedway. We uh, want right in the middle. Yeah, we want like a <laughs> sit-down restaurant. Man, wouldn't it be nice? I used to... <laughs> I think it was Bennigan's. I remember going and getting like a deep fried tortilla dog. What? <laughs> Hudson really likes hot dogs. I do. So I do. Like and I always have. Warm. But uh, yeah, that, that would be good. But Bennigan's, I think, has gone out of business. If anybody has any um, in business <laughs> hot dog suggestions, hot dogs that they would like to sit down. <laughs> but we are going out for lunch today. And I wanted to tell you, this is the thing that I hate because we have a new uh, producer that's going to start working Hi, on the Isaiah. show. His name is Isaiah, but what I hate is I've heard other shows and they'll bring in a new person that works on the show yeah. and then they don't let them talk, but they'll still talk about them. <laughs> we promise next week you'll hear him. Yeah, you'll hear him eventually, but we want to, I, I'm doing the thing I hate right now because it always it dr- has, I don't know why it sticks in my head, but it has driven me crazy. Well, why don't you pull a, um, like a seniority and make him go look up hot dog <laughs> You're, for his own what a lunch. better way to start on his first day of the job. <laughs> well, now, Trevor, I don't know, but you're saying Dairy Queen has good hot dogs. Mm, I, I don't know. The one, the Dairy Queen near us, the guy yells at everybody. So, like, we can't go in there. Yeah. Uh, Andy said Sheets. They have good hot dogs. Sheets is far away, but, and it would be kind of weird for us to all drive up there <laughs> together and <laughs> sit outside at their patios and get hot dogs. Yeah, get, and just get hot dogs and. But and it's a actually, holiday. to be honest with you, I do love Sheets, but their hot dogs are not the best. I, I'm not ordering a hot dog at Sheets usually. Well, that's that's his it's line. It's still right there. a gas station. So Park says uh, Wiener Schnitzel. We could do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Skyline Chili. Oh, that's no, that's you could sit down there, but nobody. Actually, I'm going to say nobody likes it, but Chris and Michael and I all oh, they like love it. it. Yeah. So I haven't been in a long time. We have the votes here. There's not that many of us. If you go there and sit down, you will never get back up again. So. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never J- leave. Jason said Tony's Coney's might be something to go okay, look at. We'll, something to look up. We'll search all these when you guys um, text them in. So we'll have Isaiah, the producer, search all of them. <laughs> so text and let us know your um, for National Hot Dog Day. We just want, like, not too expensive, just a nice, calm place. Not too gourmet. but We're talking about hot dogs. They're not going to be too expensive. Well, you'd be surprised. If we go to a place <laughs> and we're ordering hot dogs and we get the bill and it's like, whoa, this is too expensive, that's on us. This is the worst of the Riot Podcast. Well, it's time for uh, time for people to just pick at my wound a little bit. <laughs> my open sore that has been caused by the rift between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So you like the Packers. I'm a Packers fan. Second. Did you like Aaron Rodgers? I'm an Aaron Rodgers fan first. Do you like how he's handling all this? Uh, yes. You do? It's long overdue. Long overdue? Uh, Is he standing up for himself? Yes. What would you consider this to be? He has been uh, unfairly maligned and mistreated with the Packers for years. He and this is, is a Packers fan saying yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, uh, I am all on Aaron Rodgers' side here. I mean, I see the Packers' side of it, and I also see that Aaron Rodgers at this point is at a place where he doesn't have a lot of options, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, when your options are making millions and millions of dollars, or retiring in with millions and yeah, millions, with and millions, millions of, of dollars. I mean, he's going to be all right either way. But uh, <laughs> I wish, just I wish, as a Packers fan, they had treated him better, and because then it would put the Packers in a better position to win. So here's what's happening: uh, he's been 
holding out basically all season. There was reports that he demanded a trade right around the NFL draft and stuff like that. I think the if you like the full details of the story is he didn't technically demand a trade all this, but he's just really unhappy. So he doesn't want to play there, but then there's not many other options. Yeah, it's all a negotiation because I think there's always the kind of side of it like maybe he would be happy there if they just changed like a million things or one big thing which is firing their ceo or whatever their president oh they don't get along uh no they do not and for good reason uh well okay listen here let me do the headline first sure and then i will get into why aaron Rodgers is correct uh he turned down (laughs) the packers this offseason have been they've been trying to get it like they've towed the line this whole time of we want him to stay here. We want him to play. Yeah. And that's easy to say after he just won the NFL MVP and almost got him to a Super Bowl. But uh, they offered him the a contract extension that would have made him the highest paid player in the NFL ever. And that's pretty significant, especially at his age of 36. 30, I mean, he's pretty old for a quarterback. So they wanted to do a two-year extension? Yep. That would. He said no to it? He said no. Because clearly it's not about the money, I guess, for him. He, and that's only people who have that much right, money that's right. say that. But he just doesn't want to play past this year then. it's That's what it sounds like. I don't know if it's official reports, but the rumors are, I think, that he is basically accepted. He's going to play in Green Bay this year because they clearly don't want to trade him. And so if he retires, he's leaving all this money on the table. That's yeah. still hard to do. So he thinks he can stick it out one more year. And then at the end of this coming year, they'll trade him away finally. Um, um, he doesn't want to have to deal with any of that. But here's the extra layer and part of why he's so upset. Uh, for his entire career there, they've never drafted a wide receiver in the first round. Um, and so he has kind of been vocal about how that's a problem for him. He wants somebody to to throw the ball to besides just this one guy who's really good. But uh, they didn't, they've never drafted somebody in the first round. Uh, so, of course, last year... Not only did they not drive a wide draft a wide receiver in the first round, they drafted another quarterback named <laughs> Jordan Love. They traded up in the draft to take him. Oh, that so that hurts. so that's supposed to be his successor, Aww. and they didn't even let him know about that. Is all of the reports, which that is really ridiculous. The more you hear other quarter like retired quarterbacks and stuff, they're like, no other team would ever do that. So that's why uh, he is uh, very justifiably upset. That's why he went on a vengeance tour this year and played really, really, really well. But when you and understanding all of that, when you hear the Packers offer him to be the highest paid quarterback add on two years, additionally to the end of his current contract. And he says no. And he says no. Then, But you're wondering... Well, they really must not like this guy that they traded up to draft in the first round. If they thought he was any good, they wouldn't need to offer Aaron Rodgers all this money. It's too much. Yeah. It's uh I feel like they must have a lot of mediators uh, working in between on this, but I was I was when I was looking at the story, I was like, "Well, when does this thing end? Like when does he have to decide or play?" Uh well, I mean, he's still holding out of organized team activities and stuff like that, but by the beginning of the preseason, we should see him there if he's going to play. Um, because you know, you can't go through the whole preseason, not playing, not practicing, but so I guess we'll kind of know them, but you know, there's going to be probably more headlines and drama with it leading up to that point. So look, I'm looking forward to just getting an answer. And, uh, I, if Aaron Rodgers is stuck there this year, I just hope he, uh, he has a chip on his shoulder (laughs) in the way that makes him (laughs) want to win a Super Bowl and then leave 
uh, so that I can see him win a Super Bowl with the Packers and not play really poorly and then leave. Just seems awkward. Like, it'd be very tense there. There, Yeah. The Riot with Hudson and Nikki. Oh, my God, no way. On Radio U. No way, no way. You know the song. The most popular song in America at one point. Um, what was it? Baby Shark. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you sing oh, it gosh. for us? Man, we're talking about hot dogs and baby shark. Hot dogs what and baby we? shark. We are a show for four year olds. Or for oh, those of us that act like we're yeah. four year olds. But uh Baby Shark, you know the song, Baby Shark do 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 everybody right. knows it. And uh <laughs> even yeah, even if you don't have kids, you probably have heard it. That's how that's when you know it's big. Well, it's so big that they are now making a baby shark movie. So they don't have one already? Or? Uh, I, I guess they don't. They do. I didn't realize this. They have a baby shark TV show. Oh, they do? That's uh, can be found on Nickelodeon. And oh. so I presume Paramount Plus as well if you're a subscriber. But they are working on a, a baby shark movie uh, based off of the song because there's so much. Actually, hold on. Let me get this quote. The, it, it says... This is from is the, the song so deep. The they can, CEO they can of Pink of Fong, <laughs> who said to the Hollywood Reporter, "It will be an opportunity for us to introduce new events in the Baby Shark's life that haven't been explored before. Oh no! It will be within the core world, but it's an opportunity for us to see what else we can do. Oh no! Because there's so many unanswered questions." In the Baby Shark song. Oh, how about Mommy and Daddy Shark go away and uh-huh. Baby Shark has to find them? <laughs> Wait <laughs> a baby minute. Shark get loose, Wait a minute. Gets, gets lost. Wait a minute. That sounds a lot like Shark Tale. No. No, just kidding. <laughs> that sounds a lot like Finding Nemo. I'm on to you. I think Nickelodeon um, could probably try to swing that. Well, the truth is, much like the Baby Shark song, I don't think the Baby Shark movie needs to have a lot going on yeah. for it to appeal enough that uh, a parent couldn't just throw it on for their kids uh, over and over and over again, and that'll be fine. This just makes me still upset that we can't get anything else. Like, they're going to put more money into this than any show we would want to see. Yeah, but at least this is original. It's not. Well, it was original idea, and they're just continuing on with it. How can... It's not a reboot. I know, but how can a writer write a whole movie? (laughs) Is there even any, like... uh, isn't it just singing? There's not like dialogue. It, lit- it literally is baby how- shark do to do, mommy shark do to do, daddy you- shark do to do. How do you make a movie out of that? And the writer well, who's doing this probably is going to make so much more money than any other project they've ever done. As long as uh, it's going to be a musical, oh, and gosh. as long as there's some good songs in it, then you're going to go for then it. Then it's going to be fine. Everybody, the children will love it. I guess they we don't wait. need much. Children don't need much to I, be entertained. I'm talking Can't about you see? us. I want us to have something to entertain but this us. This isn't for us. But why can't we have anything else? Everything else has just been disappointing. We've got a world of streaming services at the tips of our fingers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like yesterday, CNN Plus, we you talked could, about that. You yeah. could just watch Space Jam A New Legacy anytime oh, no. you want it, and you're complaining there's not enough <laughs> new content for you. The equivalent of someone's lint collection. This is the worst of the Riot Podcast. Riding that train. <laughs> It's a very old song, and the next line is high on cocaine. So well, okay, well, thanks. Gonna for- stop singing <laughs> at that point.
What goes through your brain? <laughs> I have no idea why. It's called Casey Jones, if you want to look it <laughs> no up. No thanks, no thanks. It's uh, <laughs> Casey Jones, I think he's a train conductor or something. Oh. What do they call it? A conductor? Uh, oh, the yeah, the, the person who... Yeah. Is just that. The yeah. dra- he's high on cocaine and he drives the train. <laughs> Boy, drugs are in everywhere, right? In the it's 60s. In, in the, the 60s, 60s, they were. Uh, You're so weird. And Google Maps <laughs> is now going to help you ride the train, mm-hmm. is how this oh, connects. That's the connection. That's the connection, yeah. I see trains and I could go with, with Casey Jones from the 1960s, an ever relevant, uh, you know, uh, re- reference. Or I could go with anything more contemporary and I chose. The 60s. Uh, Google Maps is going to help you out by giving you more data on how many people are on the train at like how crowded. You know, if you look on Google Maps, sometimes you click on a restaurant and it'll be like not too busy right now. Oh, yeah. It'll or show you the peak time. Much busier than normal. And yeah. then it also has a Yeah. Compared to what it's normally like. And now they're going to kind of expand on that data and work with. Uh, different transit agencies around the world in over 100 different countries where they are going to be showing you how crowded things are and what, what routes and stuff. They're working on a idea where they can even show you car by car if you're going to get on the metro in D.C. or the, uh, I guess, the subway in New York and stuff like that. If there's the car up at the front and nobody's in that one, even oh, though everything else is crowded. Sure, which so one that to you go to? No. So that you can uh, avoid being around people, which is always nice. Which is what we're really That's trying to get to. That's what we want. So this is, I know it's probably an invasion of privacy that none of us agreed to. But, but if fine. we can avoid other people, they can invade my privacy all they want. So this is for bus or train. They're yeah. expanding what's a transit crowdedness predictions. So they'll work with agencies so they can sell their data in 100 countries and deliver you real-time predictions on how many seats would be on that train or be on that bus. Right. To let you know if it's worth going for or if there's a better one for you. And then they'll just share that information through Google Maps. Yeah. Sometimes uh, you can usually tell if the train's going to be crowded before you get to it. But sometimes it would be helpful to know. Uh, let's say you're leaving a baseball game or, you know, like a big event and you get on the Metro and this, you're trying, you're really trying to get onto this train, but it turns out if you just wait to the next one, it's going to be a lot less crowded. So if you can just hang on a little, you know, like that'd be good to know. I can see a lot of uses for this information. It just also involves you constantly looking at your phone while you're mm-hmm. trying to navigate all of this, which, uh, just one more thing to add in there. And if you take a bus or train, this is obviously way more important yeah, to you. Yeah, so, it depends on what drive. city you're in. If Yeah, <laughs> we, we drive, but I know from living in the D.C. area, man, taking the metro, that can be a big gamble. That's what you did. You got to know when to go. Sometimes you'd get on and you didn't realize that partway down the line, you have to get off and take a bus two stops down because (laughs) they've got the whole metro. The D.C. metro is a mess. And I feel like that almost every city goes through that that actually has one. So any extra information you can have is always helpful. So you might not know this because some people get weirded out by this, but, you know, Maps does track how often you shop or where you eat at. And that's how how they know if the restaurant is busy because everybody in there has their Google phone. So they track, you know, drive time, fly, walk, how even if you're biking. And so that's in your timeline tab. um, So that's what's feeding this information. This was the worst of the riot. And we'd like to congratulate you on having the stomach to stick around to the very end. The riot exists because Radio U exists. And Radio U only exists because of your support. Find out more and give now. 
at radiou.com slash donate. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.